information to help you run your business better and improve your marketing campaigns. My name is Hank Hoffmeyer, and thank you for joining me on Hank's Marketing and Business Tips. Welcome to Hank's Marketing and Business Tips. This is episode 274. Today, I'm joined again by Tracy Phillips, the innate coach. Tracy is an executive leadership and performance coach to visionaries. Tracy was on the show back in March, believe it or not, a long time ago for episode 268. And we had a great discussion talking about leadership and talking about being a visionary and what that means. And I think we even talked about me a little bit, which was a little crazy. But today I asked Tracy to come on to talk about something that I know she's going to have a lot to say and probably a lot of knowledge around. We're all remote now, or majority of workers or knowledge workers at least are remote because of the pandemic. And folks want to be successful. They want to move up in their career and they want to become leaders. They want to become managers, directors, vice presidents. And I know historically for me, you had to be visible to be a leader. You had to be visible to your superiors to show the value and the work that you put into an organization. And Tracy, the question to you and a topic for today is, now that I'm remote and I want to be a leader, I want to become a manager, I want to become a director, whatever that is, how do I do that when I'm virtual? How do I become visible? How do I provide value when I'm working from the cafe, when I'm working from home, or maybe I go into the office every now and then? Let's start talking about that because I think this is an interesting topic and so many people want to hear about it. Yeah, well, it is an interesting topic. And you know what I, I can kind, kind of say right out of the shoot, first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'll say that right out of the shoot. How about that? Um, and it's great to be back. It's always fun to be in conversation with you. But what I can say, you know, right from the get go here is that, you know, as true to timing on a lot of things, you know, where we are looking at that challenge of, you know, everything you just said, how, how do we kind of position ourselves as leaders when we are not in front of the people whom we're leading? <laughs> at the same time, what we're seeing a lot in leadership is more dialogue around what is it to be a true leader, right? And that's shifting just like everything else, you know, as they say, it's leaders are the ones who can make great leaders. It's not right. necessarily the person up front that needs to be in front of everyone, right? So as, as kind of the definition of what good leadership is, is changing, you know, to kind of fit, I don't know, which is, you know, it's like the chicken and egg question, which came first, right? Did the shift in trend come from the fact that we are in these, the, these times, you know, or, and I think really, honestly, what I've seen is, is it's been shifting for quite some time as we've kind of started to bring the human back into the boardroom you know, we've started to, we see all sorts of trends, right? We see the great resignation, which, you know, hadn't happened yet when you and I spoke, I think it, maybe it was taking place, but it hadn't really hit the newsstands yet. <laughs> um, it hadn't hit the consciousness uh, of, of, you know, our social public eye, but now we understand that, you know, people are really recognizing and discerning, you know, around this idea of what is a good fulfilling experience for me when it comes to my work. Exactly. And so as, as the workforce is starting to become more conscious of these things and, and not just conscious, but ready to take action on it, um, you know, leaders are also then having to reestablish themselves, you know, actually quite quickly in order to, you know, stay afloat, quite frankly, in some cases. 
Um, and, and gratefully, they're looking to some of these companies where leaders have been doing this for a while, right? They didn't do it because of necessity. They did it because that's just what they felt good leadership was. Um, and so all of that is starting to shift these trends. So there's, I mean, it, again, there's, there's a lot to be said, but I think the, the biggest piece that I'd probably like to say to people is it's, let's first look at how we define leadership because how we're defining it is going to determine, again, kind of that narrative that we tell about where we need to position ourselves, right? And, and is it really a challenge that we're virtual or is that actually helping us to kind of keep us in this lane of saying, okay, maybe I've been thinking I need to be the guy in front or the woman in front and, and do X, Y, and Z, but, but perhaps that's really not what people are looking for, right, as a model. Um, and, and if that's the case, then you know, I get to learn, you know, what I, what I am supposed to be instead. Right. I think, you know, what is a leader? That's a good question. And I don't think leadership necessarily has to have a title, a leader, right. manager, a director, right. a CEO, you lead by example, you, you lead through what you do. And it's easy to do that when you're in a physical environment, when you see somebody do something that's awesome, great, or you want to emulate, you'll go over to that person, you'll talk to them. Now, maybe you saw an email or you saw somebody in a meeting do something, you have to maybe go into Slack or whatever tool you use and reach out and say, I'd love to pick your brain about, or I want to learn more about, can we set up time? Can we hop into a huddle? Can we hop on Teams? Or whatever it is, it just seems like there's more barriers or more hurdles to jump over to just really quickly learn how to be a leader or learn how to do something to become more experienced, more knowledgeable and provide value. Do you have any ideas or tips on how to overcome that? Yeah, well, you know, I think one of it, I was watching uh, Simon Sinek there, he was had a little um, blurb, you know, video on LinkedIn today and he was talking about the distinction between authority and leadership. And I thought it was a really good one, you know, because a lot of times, you know, and this is where you start to get the experiences with too many meetings, you know, where people have kind of tried to corral and create some sort of framework by just creating more meetings so that the people are in front of them all the time <laughs> um, or in front of each other. Right. And, and who's to know how much of that is so that the leaders can keep an eye on the people and make sure that they're, you know, they're not, that they're doing what they're supposed to. And how much of that is just an uncertainty as to how to handle the fact that we aren't in the same building together. Right. Um, but I have seen a lot of that, you know, the meetings, you know, kind of becoming the surrogate for the actual physical building. <laughs> um, how can we hold people together? Um, that is not effective, right? It, as we all know, when you just go from meeting to meeting and you're double and triple booked in meetings, you know, it, it, it completely kills productivity among many other things. Um, and so part of it is, you know, when I'm talking to leaders who are struggling with some of these things that, that we're talking about, you know, it's asking them, well, let's pull back a little bit because, you know, what I'm hearing most of the time is that they're way up in their heads about it. What, is, what does the outside world need from me? right? And they're trying to puzzle piece that together. Well, right. that the answer to that question could be a myriad of different ones, right? Depending on who, who, who's answering. So I always say, let's start with what is natural for you, right? This obviously is not natural. Well, I guess I can't say that, right? But, but not natural for most of us, you know, doing the, the virtual, you know, 
constant virtual dialogues and you know working together and all of that is not natural for most. It's certainly not natural for the human being, at least biologically speaking. And so what is your natural inclination to shift and pivot in that, right? And I have dialogue with them about really digging in because that's usually the last place. You know, I mean, you know, I was talking about my book, like it's leadership is an inside job. You know, we first have to discover and define, you know, who we are. And so we can figure out how we want to show up in this place. Like you said, you know, leadership is not a title. Um, and it, it is, it's really a practice. Right. Uh, and so, you know, like anything else, you know, I would never subscribe to someone they, oh, I want to lose weight. Well, how do I need to work out? Well, you know, doctors say, or the top, you know, athletic coaches say you should do this thing, but I don't like that thing, you know? And so we, we can't really do that. We have to really design it based on who we are again, authentically. Um, and so I asked those questions is what, what is the most natural if you, and you know, a lot of times like, well, I don't know. Well, if you did know, <laughs> you know, let's get innovative, let's get creative. Well, I can't do that. You know, we, we start to recognize the, the conversations and narratives we have going in our heads around this isn't possible or that won't work or that those people won't like that. Well, how do we know that? Right. right. So I think part of it is starting to have those conversations and reach outside of our comfort zone of our narratives and, and to be able to align what we, what we naturally you know, have an inclination to feel would be our way of leading during these times. And then not being afraid to kind of go out there and say to our people, okay, you know, let's just look at this as an experiment for now. You right. know, this is what I'd like to try, or what do you all think? Or, you know, whatever, again, it depends, you know, there's different needs for different, for different types of, of, of leadership um, situations. You took, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth with comfort zone. And, and I think people can start with, like you said, what they're comfortable with. And there goes my dogs. Uh, maybe one they agree. thing. That, so if you're, a social person, you hop on Zoom with someone, you have a conversation, but maybe you're camera shy. You reach out via text, whether it's Slack, Teams, or whatever, and you talk that way or through email. But again, getting out of your comfort zone, maybe you learn how to hop on a Zoom with someone to have more dialogue where you can see body language and everything. And there's this whole thing, and, and, and I need to create an episode. I don't know if it's a discussion with you or someone, but I also want to write a blog post around there's the whole thing around how the pandemic has caused everybody to fatigue out. And I think that's wrong. I think if I look back on what's happening is it created opportunity. Now it could be negative opportunity or positive opportunity. And maybe burnout is the opportunity for someone to say, I've been overworked, I'm underpaid. I'm going to do something about that. And that is me showing my emotions on my sleeve, whether I quit or not, talking to my manager, or there's folks that have thrived in the pandemic and they've made more money than ever or their business has expanded because they took the opportunity to adapt and pivot. And that's kind of what we're saying here is to adapt and pivot to this new world. It's not going back and going to revert to the way it was. There'll be what a handful of companies. I don't even know if there's a percentage, right? 3%, 1% of companies that'll probably have, you know, close to 100% office people in there or, or what do you want to call it people in their office but so many including my organization that i work for they're going to allow people to be remote you can go into an office if you want 
but you're going to be remote. It'll never be the same. Marketing's never going to be the same. And as we're discussing, leadership is not going to be the same. I'm used to being a leader in a physical environment, in an office, leading by example, leading by my energy levels yeah. in person, getting people riled up, getting off the phone, having an awesome conversation with the client, everybody around me hears that and they're all excited. How do I do that in a virtual world? Sure, I have to get out of my comfort zone. I have to find new ways to communicate that. And maybe it's getting out there, making yourself visible genuinely, right? Posting on whatever it is you use in your organization. We use a tool called 15.5. I don't know if you've heard about this, like an mm -hmm. HR tool. It's for check-ins for managers mm -hmm. and allows you to put in your successes, your challenges for your annual review. But there's a way to give a high five to someone that your check-in that you do, whether it's weekly or monthly, every other week, you have the opportunity to give people high fives. Hey, I worked with Joe this week and it was really awesome how he showed me how to do X, Y, Z. Someone else might see that and say, I want to learn X, Y, Z and reach out to Joe. That's probably a couple ways to say, that's how I want to, number one, consume content from other people and try to learn what they're doing so I can get better at my job. And then also give yourself a little shout out, pat yourself on the back and post you that you did something and you felt it helped the organization by doing this, but don't do every single little thing you did. I sent out an email and I didn't have one grammar mistake, right? You don't want to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, if that's where you get your personal internal high five, then, you know, I mean, <laughs> we got to start in incremental steps here. I love that. Well, Hank, I mean, you've made a really good point and, and with very, you know, tangible tools. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about evolution, isn't it? I mean, as the species, any species has evolved, it's had to shift and pivot to the change of time, right? Right. Those species that are able to continue are the ones that can shift and pivot. It's no different than any other time in history. And I think now that we're dealing more with, you know, the, the, you know, technological aspects of things and we're not, you know, it's not so much, you know, what we've seen in the past, you know, like weather, you know, climate changes and that, although, you know, that's happening too it really is saying that that's where growth happens is, is when we do shift and pivot, Correct. right? And so if the time is asking for us to grow, it means it's time to come into a new space. You know, I was having this conversation with people who, you know, were, were asking me, well, how are you promoting your book? And I said, you know, for me personally, aligning my authenticity to how I promote the book is very important. And so for me, I love to go come and be a guest on podcasts, as you know. And, and so now I'm working with a company that basically helps, you know, authors like myself, you know, get on, on these, you know, big podcasts, like we're talking thousands of listeners, um, to promote their books. And, you know, for me, that's an authentic way to do that. Right. So if we look at that in terms of leadership, everything you just said, you know, it's finding those things that, you know, are comfortable. So yes, we do need to leave our comfort zone, right. For me, technology has been a huge leaving of comfort zones since the pandemic hit. Um, and, and I think what's really great about that, and you said, is opportunities can come in all sorts of sizes and guises. You know, sometimes you think, oh, you know, this is a disaster. And then you end up learning something and growing and shifting, and it's not difficult anymore. And you're like, whoa, wow, now look at how this has expanded. I have whole new offerings now that I didn't have before. And that's true of a lot of coaches, right. right, in the field. And so, you know, how we do things has, has changed because of necessity. But then it's also important to align that, you know, because I think the burnout comes when everybody's trying to do it the way they're told to do it. 
And it just like the, the wrong exercise to try to lose weight, you're going to burn out. I mean, you, you are going to stop doing something that isn't natural or, right. or comfortable or can't get to a certain point of comfort because it's just so ill aligned. I guess there's two schools of thought for me when you say that uh, something that's given to you. Now, there could be a blueprint for success, something that's proven that still works, or there could be a blueprint that's given to you that is, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of mentality. And I've seen both of those. And I would say you want to use a blueprint for success, but also make sure you're looking at and analyzing that blueprint for any updates that are necessary, right? I think years ago, you know, the way people did sales didn't change for a long time. And now with the advent of social media, social selling, all these different things, sales had to adapt to a new blueprint and a new way of doing things. Look for that blueprint of success that you can start with and then adapt it from there. And you reminded me while you were talking of how do I be a leader? I think it starts with being a thought leader as well. I remember when salespeople or even somebody in a support organization did not really want to sit, want to get on LinkedIn and post anything, right? They just said, why would I want to do that? It's a waste of time. Now everybody's a thought leader on LinkedIn, right? Get on LinkedIn, start sharing your thoughts, be that expert, be somebody that other people go to, to look up to. And trust me, it'll help you in whatever organization you're in because you're flexing that leadership muscle. You're having that conversation with people in the comments, or maybe it turns into a networking conversation in person or on Zoom. And then you start learning, growing, and learning how to inspire people to do things. And that's what upper level management look for is people that can inspire people to do great things. They don't want to hire a manager of things. They want to hire a manager of people that do awesome things. Oh, that's really well put. Well, and you know, and I think for people like yourself, where it comes relatively easy because it is your personality, you know, it, what I always like to tell people is, you know, your first inclination, if you're more of a, it's not even introvert, if you're just not a social media person, you know, is what do I have to share that people want to hear? You know, everybody's already noisy enough out there. There's enough people talking. And when we become aware of our narratives, you know, it's like, that's your narrative, but guess what? You're most challenged in your greatest gifts. And part of that is because you don't see the gifts you have. And second of all, you don't consider them gifts because they come to you easily, right? But other people would, right? So that whether you want to set yourself up as an expert or whether you simply have a particular take on things that has been successful for you, sharing that with other people is valuable to them. Right. Right. And oftentimes we have to kind of leave our own zone of genius. You know, it's like, well, this is just how I do it. It's not special. Well, but how do you know that? You know, it may be. And I think that's the key piece is that it isn't about getting likes and it isn't about getting follows, you know, as much as it is about putting out value and doing it if you're inclined to do it in a way that you're inclined to do it. Right. And don't go do it just because somebody told you to. Right. But at the same time, if you find that it's fear that's holding you back or a sense of, well, who would want to listen to me? Test those narratives because it, you know, I can tell you nine times out of 10, anytime I have ever talked to a, what I call, you know, the, the more reluctant speakers, you know, I'm like, you got a great idea. Would you be coming? Could you come to my group and talk about that? Well, oh, who wants to hear that? Well, I'm telling you, it's a great idea and people will want to hear it. When I can finally convince them to do it, those are the people people want to you know, hear more from. 
And here they were thinking, well, what do I have to say? Right. So right. again, I think that it is, you know, the, the main premise I'm hearing us both talk about is, you know, out of the comfort zone, look at what's available just because you've been doing it this way or, or just because, you know, and, but also to take, please take time to take stock of what doesn't feel right. Right. Burnout happens when we keep trying to push when the car is running out of gas. Right. And so if there, if you are getting exhausted, if you, and I think that's where we're seeing pendulum, you know, as people wait until it's really, really bad. And then, you know, it's mass exodus from, from businesses and, and, and whatnot. Um, you know, so we, we can learn from that, but we can also kind of have our finger on the pulse and just test ourselves and, and ask questions. I mean, one of the things in leadership leaders like, well, I don't know if this is working. I said, well, have you asked your people if it's working? You know, well, I assume that because this and that, like we can't assume, you know, it's, it's really important to have good communication in this, this day and age of, of, you know, remote anything, you know, it, it is absolutely deadly to the organization at large when, when communication breaks down in any way, even the smallest way. I agree. Right. And so that's the key piece is, you know, how are we communicating? Is that communication effective? How do we figure that out? Right. These are all questions that, you know, leaders, that's really their main job is to communicate what needs to be communicated in order to move things forward. So whether you're a leader within a particular division, you know, what is it that you need to communicate to your people so that that division can operate successfully? Right? I love and how I you and I have this like symbiotic relationship where I think we just make each other think and, and come up with different ideas Yeah. because I, there's one word that comes to mind. And I think the breadcrumbs that we've been talking about lead up to it. And because it, it, what you said about communication leads to that, what we talked about uh, challenge and change leads to that, everything it's, it's making an impact, right? As a human being, what impact are you making in the world in the organization you work for, for the bottom line, to your friends, to your family, to your loved ones, to the wardrobe you wear, to the message you have to give, even though you think you're not a good speaker, whatever it is, what impact do you want to or can you create and make? I guess that's really the message. You, you and I just crafted the message out of nowhere. What impact can you make on someone or something? Because when you do that, people will see you for the real you. And you mentioned some people, maybe they don't want to get on social media and create video of, the, of them as a talking head. You just write it out. Maybe it's a blog post or, or something out. Find, like you said, exactly like you said, find out who you are and how you're going to make an impact. Perfectly said, absolutely. You know, because impact is what? In the end, when we, when we look at all of our impacts added up, that's our legacy. Yeah. Right. And, and leaders and all people, right. So we just talk about leaders leaving a legacy, but every single human being leaves a legacy, right. When, when we're gone, what we created and who we were while we were here becomes our legacy, right. What we leave behind for everybody else, you know, to either enjoy or have to <laughs> redo, um, you know, and so it, that impact towards legacy, I mean, this is, I think what we're both saying is, is think downstream, right? It's, it's right. what do I want to be doing now that's aligned with who I am and the impact I want to make? Because I know that, you know, each, each of those impacts are going to, you know, become a legacy. So what is the legacy 
that I want to leave behind, you know, it. and it can be simple. It's like sometimes people make, I, when I talk to, to people, you know, in companies about core values and we were establishing core values, you know, sometimes people want to make it way more complicated than it needs to be. You know, when we're talking about core, we're talking very simply, you know, what are the foundational aspects of, of what you do and how you do it and right. why you do it. That's why you're the innate coach. <laughs> You have to tell us about the, about your book. I know about it, but the listeners don't. And you mentioned it. Tell us about the book. Yeah. So my book is looking in. Um, it's it's discover, define, and align the true value of your life, uh, leadership, and legacy. And it came out in October. And uh, you know, it is a leadership book, but it it kind of takes a different different take on leadership than what a lot of people expect. I've gotten great feedback, which always feels good. You know, I'm sure, you know, getting great feedback from your podcast. And, um, you know, in fact, one guy reached out the other day and he says, I'd like to actually have a zoom conversation about the book because I have questions. I'm like, that's great. Um, and it was wonderful because, you know, it, what I'm hearing is a lot of people, one appreciate that my main uh, well, one of my main focus points was to have it sh short and sweet. We're busy people. We don't have all day to read a book, <laughs> right. uh, at least leaders, right? The leaders I know. And so my favorite books are under 200 pages. And so that was one of my focus points and people have all come back and said, oh my gosh, it was so great. Um, but the other thing is, you know, leadership, as I was saying, is an inside job. And, you know, understanding the what, how, and why within each of us is, is, is really essential because again, we're trying to lead, but usually if we don't know who we are, then we're leading based on what other, now my dog's going off. Um, we don't, we don't know based, you know, we don't, we are basically trying to lead according to expectations of others. And that is not the way to lead. Exactly. Right. True leadership comes from the inside out. And, you know, I was talking about this with my daughter the other day, she's a huge fan of Ariana Grande. And I asked her, I said, so what do you think you like so much about Ariana Grande? She says, you know, mom, she's grounded. She's down to earth. I said, yeah, she really is. I'm like, you know, that's interesting for someone so young. I mean, she's still, you know, in her twenties. So what do you think that is? And she said, well, you know, she started at 13 on stage. And I can imagine that was probably pretty tough work. You know, so she learned to work hard and she learned what it took. And, right. and I think it probably allowed her to, to really come to a realization of her true talent early on. And so as she became a star, she already knew who she was, right? She wasn't based, basing her stardom or validation on all of the praise or all of the accolades or all of the followship that she was getting, you know, as she rose, she already had that groundedness. And I thought, well, that was really great insight for a 14 year old. But I think she's absolutely right. I think when we can, you know, whether it's, you know, a star <laughs> or whether we're leaders in our own right, uh, leaders of our family, leaders of our organizations, that's where it begins because that groundedness is first of all, what people rely on, right? From leaders and it can't be faked. Fake it till you make it doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Never really did, but <laughs> we really can't get away with it now. Um, and, and knowing who that is, because again, you will, you'll be tested. The times are testing us situations test us. I mean, we all know that in leadership yeah. and if, you know, they say it's lonely at on the top, you know, I've worked with plenty of leaders, especially visionary ones 
who will admit, you know, that they do feel lonely a lot of the time. And having that groundedness of your basic foundational, you know, truths, it, it really can help, you know, again, especially with all of the, the changes and expectations that we have right now. Awesome. I highly recommend picking up the book. The link will be in the show notes, folks. And Tracy, if folks wanted to reach out, connect with you or learn more about you, what is the best way to do that? Well, we talked about LinkedIn. LinkedIn. People can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a lot of my my time there. I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. But uh, you know, through my website, I actually love inter- you know introducing people to my website because it gives them kind of a feel for me and what I do. Uh, and that's theinnatecoach.com. Awesome. Links in the show notes once again. And I think the uh, the whole message today is what is your legacy? What will you leave behind and what impact will you make? Tracy, I appreciate you being on again. Hopefully it will not be the second and last time, but hopefully we can uh, do this a little bit more regularly. And um, for folks that don't know, we actually uh, know each other IRL in real life. Uh, We've met before we started doing this podcast and uh, my wife is friends with Tracy. That's how we met. And uh, I really enjoy these conversations. I do as well, Hank. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, everybody who's listening, the next episode will be out whenever I record one because this is kind of unscripted lately and it's just my way of handling opportunity, not burnout. And I'm just glad to be back in front of the microphone and with great people like Tracy. And until next time, folks, just make sure that you are staying safe and being successful.